Well, good morning and happy Groundhog Day. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, getting a little warmer. How about happy Resurrection Day? Amen. Yeah. You know, it, it's, a, it's a little interesting that, that two annual events are happening on the same day, but of course, way more important, way more significant is the fact that Jesus resurrected from the dead. We see this as something to celebrate. So every Sunday, the, the first day of the week, we remember and we celebrate that Jesus resurrected from the dead and is still alive today. Amen? Amen. Good. I'm, I'm glad we're on board with that. <laughs> I mean, why else are we here? If you're here for the first time, or, or maybe you've been out of town for a few weeks like me, I want to remind you that we're going through a sermon series this semester about the power of the cross, how it's the cross of Jesus Christ that has the power to destroy sin in darkness and even death itself. In the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the invitation of Jesus Christ, how Jesus invites us to behold, to believe, to belong, and today, to become. More specifically, to become attached to God and his kingdom. Before I go any further up here, I first want to invite the children to come forward for a children's message. So any child of God, no matter what age, you're welcome to come forward a little closer to the sanctuary. Yes, see some excitements. Yes, hello. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Yeah, props. You know it's going to be a good sermon when there's props, right? Maybe. So who's excited for the Super Bowl? Anybody? Yeah, yeah? Who? Yeah. Cowboys aren't going to the Super Bowl, no. Who? Anybody care about the Super Bowl? It's a, it's a football game. Yeah. You know, when I, when I was young, when I was y'all's age, a little bit older, um, one of my favorite things about the Super Bowl was the commercials. Do you, do you guys know what commercials are? You do? Oh, good. Okay. When, when my son Joseph saw a commercial for the first time, he had no clue what it was. We had to tell him about it. Different thing altogether. Okay. So, we're here on Sunday morning for worship, right? And every time we gather for worship, we read from the Bible, right? Yep. We actually read from four books of the Bible. And the last of those four books is from one of the gospel books. What does gospel mean? Starts with a G. Yeah, Jesus is the gospel, right? God, close. How about add one more letter to God? Good. Good news. There it is. I heard it. Yeah. The gospel means good news. That's all the gospel means, okay? So there are four gospel books, four good news books. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Very good. Which one did we just read from? Did you hear? Good guess. Not quite. Matthew. Very good. Matthew is a pretty great name, isn't it? Yeah? I think so. So in Matthew's gospel book, we, we just heard Jesus' first big sermon. Okay, he was about 30 years old. He, he was a little younger than me. Okay, and he has this great sermon that we call the Sermon on the Mount because he was on a mountaintop. Yes, sir. What's a, sermon? a sermon is a, is an extended period of uh, teaching and preaching and explaining, kind of like this right here. 
Okay? So he's, he's teaching up there, and did you hear how, how uh, the, a word he used nine times? It's, it's a B word. It's kind of a churchy word. Blessed. Did you hear that? He said, kind of, blessed are the pure in spirit. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the peacemakers. Okay, he says, blessed nine times. Now, blessed, kind of a churchy word, right? So I want you to think instead maybe favor or fortunate or, or even lucky. You know, what, you know what lucky means? Yeah. yeah you got good luck. You got good luck, yeah. So, so uh, Jesus is kind of saying that God's favor, God's fortune is on you if you're merciful, if you're a peacemaker. You following that? So here's what I want to say to you today, okay? The, the blessings, the, the fortunate, the, the favor, it's kind of about attachment. It's, you'll see. It's about what we attach ourselves to. So, little, yeah, get in there in a minute. So, a little practical advice. If you need to attach things, duct tape is a solid choice, Okay. So who, like, who likes family? Who likes hanging out with family? Yeah, yeah, me too. So we attach ourselves to family maybe, okay? What about friends? Yeah, yeah, friends? Not quite. TV, entertainment, yeah? These are, these are things we can attach ourselves to, right? What about, what's this one? Uh, sports, yeah, yeah. Happiness, yeah, yeah, we like being happy. All these things we attach ourselves to. You're literally up your School, reading. School yeah, fails. yeah, yeah. You love reading? Good for you. It's getting kind of messy, isn't it? What else have we got here? Music. Who likes music? Yeah. Good health. Yeah, all good things, right? It just keeps coming. Oh, yeah. So what about this one? Money. Who likes, yeah, who likes having money? Yeah. Now, these are some good things, but what about whoever gets angry? Yeah. That may be the first one that Brendan raised his hand on, so. <laughs> what else do we got? Uh, whoever gets scared. Yeah, get scared, yeah. We can attach ourselves to being scared. What about being right or being self-important? We like to be right, don't we? Yeah. So, now with all these things we attach ourselves to, what about Jesus? What about, where, where can we put Jesus? We're kind of running out of space, aren't we? Oh, there we go. Nice. Very good. I like, I, I think the sermon's done now. Very good. So, well, what if we, we got, yeah, we've still got the legs. So instead of all this taking space first, how about instead what we do is put Jesus in the center, or even totally in our brains, right? In our, in our brains or in our heart. And we'll still have space for everything else, okay? So here's, here's what I want you to think about this week, okay? Every morning you can almost even pick up Jesus and attach yourself to him. And here's a way you can do that. What I've written out is the gospel reading we just had, okay? It's Matthew 5, 1 through 12. I want you to try to find one verse that you really like and memorize it, okay? Memorize it, say it to yourself several times a day. For me, it's, it's Matthew 5, 8. 
That's the one that says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Yeah. That's your middle names. Very good. So I'm going to pass these out, and I want you all to give that a try this week. You think you can do that? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for coming up today. Doc, can go back to your parents now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I think I got them all, right? Hold on back. Oh, there. That's, that's the Jesus one. See if we can pick, keep that going. So, a little over a year and a half ago, uh, the world changed because my son Matthew was born. That's not arrogant or self-important at all, is it? Yeah. But seriously, though, Christians believe that all life is important. All life matters. Every birth matters, whether it's the natural birth of a baby or a supernatural birth of a baptism. All life matters to God. Therefore, every natural birth should be celebrated and every new birth of baptism should be celebrated. So in May of 2018, mighty Matthew Thomas arrived. He was born on May 8th, 2018. That's 5-8 numerically. So my prayer for him every day as his dad is Matthew 5.8, that he will have a pure heart, that he will see God. So guys, I really hope you pray for your spouse and kids every day. There's, there's really no excuse not to. And if, you, if you're not sure what to pray, other than the, the general health and happiness, find a good scripture verse. Find a good scripture verse and make that your daily prayer for your wife and your kids. And as I just told the children, the 12 verses that we just read from Matthew's gospel is, is the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. For three chapters, three whole chapters, Jesus preaches about the kingdom of God. He teaches about godly living. He teaches about prayer, about freedom from worry. He teaches about anger. He teaches about the practical advice of putting his words into practice. That's all in Matthew 5 through 7. And as we talk about this in the, in the context of this sermon series, these first 12 verses, these series of, of nine blessings, there's an idea about attachment to God and his kingdom. Attaching ourselves first and foremost to our relationship with God and our growth in his kingdom. Here's something that we'll all be tempted in, in, in some way, in some form or fashion, attaching ourselves to power, attaching ourselves to wealth or security, attaching ourselves to status or just busyness, attaching ourselves to our idea of justice, or even attaching ourselves to our relationships with another person. You see... All these things cannot and they will not satisfy us completely. All these things cannot save us from our own death. And they will not give us eternal life. They will not give us the eternal happiness that we were actually made for. So blessed are you, fortunate are you, lucky are you if you're not attached to money or power or sex or entertainment 
or honor or privilege. Blessed are you, fortunate are you, lucky are you if your first and your fundamental identity is in Jesus Christ. If you are firstly attached to him and firmly set in his kingdom. Here's kind of a remarkable thing that happens when we do attach ourselves to God. We will have a more full life because we'll have a more free life. It'll be a more full life because it's a more free life. And I know that we live in a free country and I don't want to diminish the incredible liberties we have here, but at the same time, the more we attach ourselves to this world and the things of this world, the less free we actually are. Think about it. The more we attach ourselves to money or jobs or security, the more we attach ourselves to our need to be entertained or to be busy or to be happy all the time, the more we attach ourselves to our rights and our privileges, the more we attach ourselves to our anger or our pride or our self-centeredness, the more enslaved we become. These things begin to own us and they control us. And, And my friends, that's not good. That's not what we were made for. We were actually made for God and his eternal happiness. So here's the encouragement and the challenge. You are invited to a free and a full life by Jesus Christ. You are invited to belong and to participate in God's kingdom now, today, and tomorrow, and every day. You are invited to become attached to God and his kingdom. So take up that challenge this week. Take stock of what we're attaching ourselves to. See what needs to be rearranged or discarded altogether. Attach yourself first and foremost to God and his kingdom. And when we do this, and when we do this individually and and corporately, there's no telling what awesome things God will do. And it's all for his glory, now and forever. Amen.